The Lord be with you. <clears throat> A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Pilate said to Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this? <clears throat> Do you say this on your own? Or have others told you about me? Pilate answered, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom does not belong to this world. If my kingdom did belong to this world, my attendants would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not here. So Pilate said to him, Then you are a king? Jesus answered, You say I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. The Gospel of the Lord. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Those are words that our Lord often spoke in his public ministry. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And those words are very difficult for us to live on a day-to-day -day basis. We all kind of know that. Sometimes the best we can do is grumble about those who persecute us and then say quick Hail Mary afterwards. <laughs> but our Lord today shows us what that looks like in a way. Because in his exchange with Pilate, our Lord never ceases to try and speak into Pilate's heart and to convert Pilate's heart. It's a fascinating dialogue. Jesus shows up. Pilate says, Are you the king of the Jews? And our Lord asks this really important question. Do you say this on your own? Or have others told you about me? Do you say this on your own, or have others told you about me? And Pilate doesn't answer the question. He kind of dodges the question. He's like, your own nation handed you over to me. What have you done? I'm not a Jew. This question's not for me. Do you say this on your own, or have others told you about me? And then our Lord continues to tell him about the kingdom. Right, that it's not for this world. 
and that he came to testify to the truth. And he kind of leads Pilate down this road. Because the next question Pilate asks is, then you are a king. And then our Lord continues this dialogue. We know how the story ends with Pilate commanding that this scroll be placed on the cross above Jesus that says, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. And even the chief priest went to Pilate and they said, you shouldn't have written that. You should have said, he said he was the king of the Jews or he claimed to be the king of the Jews. And Pilate said, what is written is written. Somewhere along the line, like his heart is even being changed. And our Lord speaks that into his life. Even in the midst of being persecuted. When he finds himself on trial, he sees this as an opportunity to preach the gospel of the kingdom, like he would to anyone. And today, as we celebrate the feast of Christ the King, we might ask ourselves the same question that Jesus asked Pilate. Do you say this on your own or have others told you about me? Because it is a question of our conversion. Like everything that we say about the faith, do we say it about on our own or have others told us about it? When somebody asks us, about the Eucharist. And we say the Eucharist is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. Do we say that on our own or have others told us that? Or are we just like rattling off the doctrine that we learned in catechism class? Or have we come to know that in a profound way in our own lives? Has it had an impact on our own lives? Do we really believe that every Sunday when we come to Mass, we receive the same Jesus who stood before Pilate 2,000 years ago and offered his life for us. When people ask us about any belief that we have, do we say this on our own or have others just told us? Because our Lord wants to change our hearts He wants to change our hearts. When we say God is mercy, do we say that just because we read it in a book or because Pope Francis says so? Or do we say it because we've actually experienced his mercy and we know his mercy? And this process of conversion, it can take a long time. Sometimes it takes an extended time. Sometimes our Lord just keeps kind of needling at our hearts, trying to get us to notice him. It was only about a year ago at the Feast of Divine Mercy that I ever started talking about mercy as a priest. I don't even know if I understood mercy for the first eight years of my priesthood. 
We say it every day at Mass. We say, we start Mass with, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. But it's really only recently that I stop and reflect on all of the ways that our Lord had had mercy on me leading up to this point when we say those prayers. When I stop to think about the fact that I was a great sinner, I was really good at it. And then our Lord entered into my life and changed everything. And then he did it again. And then he did it again. And when we prepare ourselves for Mass and we talk about mercy, it's really a point in time that we're meant to reflect on how we were once a sinner and our Lord entered into our life and he loved us anyways and that changed everything for us and that brought us to this point. It's more about that kind of mercy in a broad sense of our lives than it is to think about all of the knuckle-headed things that I did since last Sunday when we say, let us call to mind our sins. Because we call to mind our need for a Savior. And then again, when we get to the Lamb of God, just before we receive our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, we say, Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Because the receiving of the Eucharist is an act of mercy. None of us has done anything that could possibly merit the second person of the Trinity becoming man and then giving us himself to us in the Eucharist so that we could receive the living God into our bodies and be transformed by him. If there's ever a moment in our lives when we have this experience of being loved and not really doing anything to merit it or to deserve it. It's when we receive communion. You know, that's why people like Gandhi once said, if I believed what Christians claim to believe about the Eucharist, I would crawl through glass in order to receive it. But that belief comes with that interior conversion. And with that interior conversion, we start to say these things on our own. And not simply because somebody else told us. And during this coming year of mercy, which starts on December 8th, it is a time for us to go deeper into relationship with Christ our King, to turn our entire hearts over to him, to let him reign in our hearts. And one of the opportunities here at Cathedral is the Light of the World Retreat Program. Because that retreat is a retreat that helps us to experience 
conversion all over again. The point of the retreat is to go from, I believe these things because I've been told, to I've had this heart conversion and now I've really surrendered my life. And it can be an amazing opportunity for us to grow in that. For anyone who's ever like sat there and said, I have no idea what Father keeps talking about conversion and mercy. I don't like I wish you would stop. Just get, tell me about history or something. That retreat is for you. And somebody is going to give a witness talk about it after mass. But I should mention it because even within the context of the retreat, there is a talk on letting our Lord be the king of your heart and surrendering everything to him. So that we can truly be living witnesses to the grace and love and mercy that we've received from Christ who is our king And as his subjects, we might radiate the joy of his kingdom within the bounds of our families as a parish community and as a church that now more than ever needs to be a light that shines in the darkness.